Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. We're talking today in the series that we're continuing with, The Power of to overcome part two. Solomon, again, he is at the dedication of the temple. It is definitely an epic moment in Solomon's life. Solomon is appointed king after his father, David. But before David ever leaves the earth, David gives clear instruction to Solomon. He tells Solomon, to walk in the ways of God all of his life. Solomon starts off in an amazing relationship with God. His heart is turned towards God at this time, and Solomon is seeking something from God. We're talking about how to overcome. A young man becomes a great king. He becomes the king of a nation, a nation that's been well-protected, a nation that's grown financially, a nation that's known in the world for its power, a nation that a warrior led, King David, Solomon's father. Now Solomon takes the temple, and now there's an epic moment in his life, the dedication of the temple. Solomon has a love for the people that have been given into his hands. I'm talking about how to overcome. There's a very important lesson That lesson lies in the beginning of the life of King Solomon and also in the prophet Ezra's life. In order to overcome in life's circumstances, there is a requirement that we must have. One of those requirements is relationship. The second requirement is knowledge. The third requirement is the word of God. And the fourth requirement is humility. The fifth requirement, prayer. Now, not necessarily in that order. But these are important principles to lay a hold of in your life. We know that Moses knew the principles of God. Moses knew the ways of God. And so even when the children of Israel had to go into battle, because he knew the ways of God, he had a relationship with God. He was humbled before God. He had a prayer life. Moses was able to overcome. 
Solomon takes the throne. In this epic moment, Solomon, at the dedication of the temple, he goes to the Lord in prayer. Solomon humbles himself before God. Now watch this. Solomon steps out of the prayer as he is praying. He puts Solomon himself outside of the prayer. Watch the steps that he takes. He sets himself outside of the prayer as he goes before God. Solomon is seeking something from God that is above himself. So often we are trying to handle circumstances in our own capacity. We are trying to handle the circumstance in our own knowledge. So therefore, we are trying to conquer in our own power. I was talking to my son one day, and he had a situation, and he knew that he didn't have the knowledge, neither did he have the power to resolve his circumstance. And as we were talking about the situation, I said to him, can you do this? Can you handle this situation? And he said, well, I'm not sure that I know how. I said, I see. I said, well, uh, what you do have, do you have enough power? Do you have the finances? Do you have whatever it will take, uh, the manpower, do you, whatever it will take to manage the situation? He said, I really don't think that I do. I said, ah, oh, son, then you've come to a very important place. You have come to the place where you realize that in your own capacity, you cannot do this. Am I right? And he said, yes, actually you are. I said, so what will you do now? In your own ability, you cannot conquer. In your own ability, you will not overcome. So son, what will you do now? There was just silence. My sons, I will say, each of them, they think, you know. He showed the mind of a deep thinker. He just was silent as he thought. I said, son, you've reached a place where what you need, you cannot do. You don't have the ability to do it. You're going to have to call on God. There is no other way. If we're going to take the victory, when you are facing a situation, when you know you don't, Maybe you don't have the finances. Maybe you have the finances, but you don't have the knowledge. Whatever it is that's creating the gap between you and the victory, then we must know I am at a place of limitation in my own ability. And therefore, I've got to call upon God. When one comes to that place, they come to a place of humility. When we come to a place of humility, that's when we are able to bow before God and say, in my own ability, I cannot do this. In my own power, this is impossible. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the finances. Whatever it is that you are lacking, be transparent with God. Transparency brings one to humility. Being in a place of humility puts one in the position for God to exalt them above their circumstance. Solomon is at the dedication of the temple. He's looking at the vast number of the people that are before him. It had to be overwhelming to a young man. How will I manage this people? In my own ability, I am not my father. I know that I am not 
King David. I am king, but I am King Solomon, and I do not have my father's wisdom. Solomon must have realized at that moment, my father counted upon God. Maybe his father's words came back to him when he told him, son, walk in the ways of God. He was telling him, keep relationship with him. He wanted Solomon to know, I won't be here, but God will be there for you. Jesus made a similar statement. Before he left the earth, Jesus said, I'm going now to be with the Father. And the world will not see me, but you will see me. You will see me. I will manifest myself to you. Now hold on to that for just a moment. So Solomon is at the dedication of the temple. He steps outside of the prayer. The prayer is no longer about himself. The prayer is about the people. He knows that God loves the people. The prayer is about having what he needed for God's people. Solomon lays the need before God. Solomon prays for God to keep his promise to David, his father, to establish someone from his kingdom upon the throne forever. First Kings 8 and 25 to 26. Therefore, O God, the God of Israel, keep with your servant, David, my father, what you have promised. First Kings three twenty-five to 26. He's bringing God into his prayer. He's reminding God, you made a promise. It was your word to my father. Lord, keep your word to my father. Keep your promise, O God. Solomon reminds God clearly that this is your promise. When you go before God and you pray, present whatever God has said and present it boldly before God. Remind him of his promises. Ask him for what you have desired. But it's based not on your authority, but it's based upon his and yours is beneath his. Remind him of his promises in the name of the Lord. Remind him of his covenant that he has with you. Remember that you shook hands with God when you gave your life over to him. You shook hands and said, Lord, whatever is mine is now yours. When he shook hands with you, he was saying, child of God, whatever is mine is now yours also. And so you've joined in a covenant relationship with God. And because you're in that covenant relationship, whatever you are praying about must involve God. You're in a unity. You're in a oneness relationship with God. So don't leave God, his desire outside of the prayer. Solomon knew that God wanted Israel to continue to be great. So Solomon knew that God would have to keep his promise. Bring the covenant promise into your prayer with God. Solomon brought his petition before God and he prayed for God's eyes to be open to the temple and to the prayers that were made in the temple. Solomon prayed and he asked God forgiveness. He wanted God to be pleased with him. Solomon based his prayers upon God's promises, not upon himself, not upon David's promises, but upon God's promises. Solomon prayed according to the goodness of God, really according to God's mercy. When you go before God, step outside of the prayer. Solomon was praying for the people and God's desire for the people. Solomon set himself aside and prayed what God wanted. In the circumstance that you are facing, what does God want? Do you know God's will in the circumstance? Do you know that God wants to prosper you? Do you know that God wants you to take the victory? Do you know that God wants you to be a success? 
Do you know that God wants your household to be successful? Do you know that God wants your whole household to have the victory? Do you know that God wants that child that you're dealing with in rebellion? That God wants that child's heart. So maybe instead of praying, oh Lord, make my kid listen. Cause this child to listen to me. Cause my husband to be more obedient and and do the things I'm asking him to do. Cause my wife to listen more to me and and let me lead things. Cause her to to do and spin the way I'd like her to spin. Cause my boss to be a better boss and to, to give me that promotion. Bring God into the prayer. Oh, Father, may my boss have the heart of the Lion of the King of Judah. May he walk in all of your ways. May she know you personally and have a personal relationship with you. May my boss be a leader with wisdom to lead your people, to lead this organization, to lead this company. May my son give his life completely and totally to you and walk in your laws and your ordinances all the days of his life. May my child give their life to mission and to doing good upon the earth and walk in the love and the compassion of God. May my children's lives be marked with holiness May my children's life be known that they are merciful and full of compassion. May your loving kindness be shed abroad through them. If your child, your husband, your wife, your boss, whoever it is that you're praying about, if they have it right with God, you better believe they're going to have it right with you and everyone else around them. Step outside of the prayer. Set your desires, any selfish and any pride, whatever it is that's about you, set that aside and pray the will of God for that person's life. Pray the will of God for that circumstance. Maybe you're praying for finances for your business. Lord, if you prosper this business, won't you prosper it? That we may fund missions, that that we may help with charities that do a godly work, Father. And, And when God does what you're asking him to do, make sure you do what you told him you would do. And God will continue to bless. He will pour out such blessings upon you. You will not be able to withstand the blessings that God will bring. Solomon stepped outside the prayer. His concern were for the people. His concern was for the nation. And because Solomon wasn't praying self-centered prayers, because Solomon was really praying the will of God, God answered Solomon's prayer. We know that God visited Solomon and asked him what he wanted. And Solomon could have asked for riches, but Solomon asked for wisdom. And we know that God gave him both. What are you asking God to do? If God were to visit you tonight, what would be your request of him? If you offer prayers to him of sincerity and the Holy Spirit visits you and asks you, What is it that you want from God? What is it that you want to see him do? What would be your answer right now? Would it be an answer that lines up with the will of God? Would it be God's will in your life and in the circumstance that you're praying about? God visited Solomon. Solomon honored God. Solomon worshiped God. At the temple that day, Solomon stretches out his hands before God. Now, the word worship, really biblically, it has more to do with the position of the person, uh, their physical position that creates a state of humility within that person, their soul, their spirit. Solomon stretches out his hands before God, meaning that you are holy, 
that you are higher, that you are all powerful. He stretches out his hands in a state of worship. We oftentimes think of worship as a song or, or reading a psalm, but true deep worship, the position of the person, raising our hands before God, bowing before God, kneeling before God. This is also true worship because it brings the person to a place of humility. The actual posture, the position of your body worships God. It is a sign that I am humbled before you. When is the last time that you prayed to God and you were humbled before him? God wants us to be in a state of humility. When we're in a state of humility, we are aware. We become aware. Your ways are higher than my ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. You have the power. You have the ability. You have the authority. You have the sovereign reign in my life and in this universe. You are more than enough. You have everything that is needed to conquer this situation. When you come to that place, it brings one to a state of humility. It brings us to a place where we begin to cast our care upon him. When we cast our care, our circumstance upon him, we are stepping out of our own ability. And we are stepping into the honest of God. We step into a place where we're absolutely amazed by his greatness. When we go before God, worship him. Humble yourself. Lift holy hands to him. Bow your head. Receive him as holy. Receive his divinity. Acknowledge it before him. Receive divine wisdom. You will be empowered. God will impart to you the secret of the circumstance. God will even allow you to know what you could not possibly know on your own. He will give you signs. He will give you revelation. He will give you wisdom. He will give you the ability to overcome every trial in life. When we understand the will of God is that I take the victory. The will of God is that you take the victory. The will of God is that your household is in order. And there will be trials, but you will come forth as pure gold. There will be tests and you will pass every test because you will not pray in your own ability. You will not seek your own power. You will not seek someone else out because they have the power to manage the situation. You will seek God. Solomon didn't go from one kingdom to a next looking for a wise king to teach him how to judge the people and to manage the people of a great nation. Solomon went to God. Solomon went to the author of wisdom. Solomon went to the seat of wisdom. He went to the father. Whatever it is that you need to overcome, God has all that you need to manage that circumstance. No matter what you're facing right now, God has the power to bring you to the mountaintop. His desire is not that you stay in the valley. His desire is that you are on the mountaintop. Moses understood relationship. Moses kept a close, intimate relationship with God. Solomon starts off 
fantastic. He starts off amazing as he takes the kingdom. But somewhere along the way, Solomon began to look to his own self. Solomon began to make his own decisions. Solomon began to marry and marry and marry and marry. The Bible says that Solomon had as many as 700 wives. He had concubines. He had princes. He had foreign wives. Solomon began to worship idols. Solomon allowed the people to do idol worship. Solomon began to fall away. But Solomon started out in a tremendous relationship with God. That's an example to each and every one of us. And God brought Solomon to a place of greatness where fame went throughout the land and the world. And kings and people, foreigners from other kingdoms, would hear of his incredible wisdom and his God. Solomon at that point was making God's name glorious. How will you make God's name glorious in your circumstance? When God answers your prayer, what will you do to make his name glorious? Before he answers your prayer, how will you make his name glorious? And we come to a place and we leave ourselves off. We know that in our own ability, we cannot conquer. We know in our own capacity, we either don't have the finances, we do not have the knowledge, we don't have the strength. We don't have the power to overcome the dilemma that we're facing. When you come to that place, it may be fear that drives you to your knees. Then fear is a good force when it drives us to our knees. When we come to that place that our own ability isn't enough, you've come to the place where you know that you need God. And when you come to that place, lift your hands before the Father. Worship him in spirit and in truth. Acknowledge him as the Almighty. Acknowledge him as a seat of divine wisdom. Acknowledge him as all-powerful, as sovereign. Acknowledge him as your Father. Humble yourself before him, knowing that he is the only one who can conquer your circumstance to bring you out with all perfection. It doesn't matter whether it's drug addiction, adultery, fornication, financial bills, bills just mounting up, whether it's health, whether it's a work situation, a home situation. If there's a national crisis, whatever it is, acknowledge, come to the place where your own ability stops, where your own ability falls off. In your humanness, you know that you cannot conquer. When you know the will of God, when you know the ways of God, the principles of God, that's when you can conquer. That's when you can take the victory in the circumstance. When you know the principles of God, victory isn't something that's haphazard. Victory is something that happens when one is consistent. Victory is something that happens when one has a strategy, when one has a plan. When one is set out to conquer, that's when we take the victory. It doesn't just happen. When we purpose in our hearts, I'm going to be victorious in this. 
I'm going to follow God. I am going to seek God in all of his ways. I am going to put the principles of God into action. I am going to seek him in fasting and prayer. I am going to seek him through his word. I'm going to seek wise counsel. I'm going to seek God first, and then I'm going to seek counsel. This is the way. This is the way to take the victory in every circumstance that you face by going to the Lord, by knowing his ways, knowing the word of God, by approaching him with humility, by going into prayer, by having a relationship with the Almighty. Knowledge of God's principles will bring you to a place of success that is absolutely incredible. Remember, Moses knew the principles of God, and Moses' victory didn't just happen. Moses purposed in his heart to follow God, and because he did, he took the victory. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org.